Welcome to the Alternative Prescription Podcast, where we use our experiences in healthcare, entrepreneurship, personal development, fitness, and relationships to offer you a unique perspective on how to write your own prescription for a fulfilling life. We hope that this podcast will be entertaining, thought-provoking, educating, inspiring, and fun. Our goal is that our conversations will give you the permission to pursue an alternative path, change your own narrative, and live your life on your own terms. Welcome to another episode of the Alternative Prescription Podcast. We are back with another guest. Fantastic, man. Yeah, and uh, we are continuing the series on masculinity um, in in relationships and marriage. Uh, and you know, we have a great guest with us, uh, Professor Daniel Roman. Uh, one of my good friends met him through uh, through social media. Um, you know, he's married with uh, with three kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so he's, he's going to give us some of that, um, you know, uh, married father, you know, in modern modern time kind of perspective. So, um, you know, just looking forward to having a having a great conversation with him. Absolutely. Yeah. Like like, you know, both said in continuation with our series of modern masculinity, I think, you know, you know, Dr. Roman like epitomizes sort of like that, you know, father, husband, you know, and, and uh, in, a, in a modern you know, day setting, you know, how does he, you know, manage his career, manage his family life and all of that. So we really wanted to get someone that kind of encapsulated those qualities. And uh, we really, hopefully you guys enjoy this. You know, he's a really cool guy. And I think we can all learn something from him. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You want, you want to say a few, a few words before we kick it off with the questions? Oh, me? Um, I just want to let the, let the viewers, the uh, male and female viewers know that I do have more of a modern relationship. I was telling you guys off, you know, off air that, you know, my wife does work, you know what I mean? And she actually makes more money than me and we have a great relationship. So I know some people out there are like really, you know, traditional, traditional, traditional. And I like traditional also, but, you know, I understand that, you know, times have changed and just because times have changed doesn't mean that you can't have a great relationship. So that's, you know, I think that's why, you know, I'm on here and hopefully I can give you guys a good perspective um, on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a pleasure to have you, bro, for real. Yeah, yeah, definitely appreciate it. So, mm -hmm. so what what kind of what kind of mindset shifts did you have to make before you knew you were ready to get married? I, I know this is something kind of all guys kind of go through before they get married or before kind of getting to that point. You know, I have my yeah. own story, um, so I'm, I'm just kind of curious to hear from your perspective what kind of mindset shifts did you, you know, kind of have to make. So, so there's three things that you that you know in terms of your mindset that you have the mindset that you have to shift. Um, from being single in order to get married. The, the first one is you have to change that mindset from self to wife and family. That's, mm -hmm. the, that's the first one, right? Um, nowadays, people are very, very, I hate to say it, they're very, very selfish. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. People are so focused on themselves, their career, uh, making money, traveling, you know, buying the latest things, cars, all that. So which is fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to blame you, but when you get into a, a marriage or a relationship, you have to, you have to know that there's going to be some sacrifice. You have to put your wife and family are going to be in there. So that's the first mindset from self to wife and family, right? Um, the next, and I have two quick mindsets. I know we got a lot of questions. Uh, hopefully we can get through all of them. The second mindset change that you have to make is you have to go from a negative mindset to a positive mindset. Hmm. And what I mean by that is in today's society, it's very, there's a lot of negativity towards relationships and marriage. 
So if you already have a negative mindset, it's not going to work. You have to shift that to positive, a positive mindset that, hey, this is going to work. Okay. So that's the second thing. And then the, the third thing is kind of going off the, what I said last. Is you have to kind of go from uh, the majority of, the, of society, that mindset, to kind of the minority of the society, because most people aren't married nowadays, especially the younger crowd. You have to kind of shift. So there, there's going to be some shifts. So I listed three. You know, I don't know if you guys have follow ups on that, you know, but I hope I made sense with those. Yeah, no, it, ma- it, ma- it makes a lot of sense. It's very, you know, kind of countercultural because, um, you know, a lot of society's messages are telling you to, you know, kind of stay single, do your own thing, travel, make money, be fabulous. And from, from a, honestly, just from a consumer standpoint, like when when people aren't married, when they're not together, they, they spend more money or like the money kind of circulates more in, in a sense, right? Like people aren't able to build um, you know, wealth and resources the same way. So it, it, it kind of, you know, behooves a lot of these companies to kind of keep people single um, mm-hmm. in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Cool. Yeah, totally. Cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think those are really important mindset shifts. And there, there is a, definitely a level of kind of, um, you know, self um kind of just sacrifice and, and maturity that you need for marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, 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 I find that, uh, you know, you mentioned self- selfishness, which, which is a major, major thing, but um, I think also just, um, just maturity as well, because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there's this, you just have to be able to deal with certain things. And if, if you're still, you know, in, um, you know, like, like a ju- juvenile mindset or just kind of a teenage mindset, um, you know, you kind of have to get past that before you're like, hey, let's have a farm family. Let's start a family. Let's, you know, think about people other than ourselves. You know, let me put my wife or, you know, put my spouse first, you know, think about mm-hmm. future kids, generation and, and things exactly. like that. Exactly. No, I think uh, just to piggyback to you guys um, and, and I'm single. So let me start with that. But I'm definitely... Um, definitely marriage minded, no question about that. And, you know, for me, it's just a matter of kind of meet the right person. But I've always said that um, you don't really feel fully self-actualized until you get married. I, I believe that. I think men do quite well. Um, you know, a lot of my friends and people I look up to in life, um, marriage seems to help them quite a, help them quite a bit, you know, mm-hmm. um, you, know, you don't see a lot of Fortune 500 CEOs single, right? But for some reason, and B and I talked about this in our earlier podcast, it's not celebrated to be the married guy, right? They make it kind of seem like, you know, the married guy is sort of, you know, out of, you know, he's, he's just not, he doesn't have that James Bond vibe. He's not a cool dude, right? And in fact, it's actually, I mean, shit. Is fabulously, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hold on. Yes, he's Instagram. He's living good. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> I'm like, like, it's not, it's not looking what I like. I thought, but no, it's it's. So I'm a big proponent of it. I, you know, I, I try to support all my friends who think who think about it. Um, and um, I, I just think in terms of wealth building, and again, as a community, 
we don't really discuss this as much in the Hispanic, Black, whatever community in minority. We just, it's not something that we talk about, but that's something that I noticed a lot of, you know, upper class, even, you know, they, they, it's a major thing. They don't mess around with that. Who they marry is critical because they understand the ramifications, not to even mention the tax benefits, right? The consolidation of assets, wealth, building, mm-hmm. you know, and men who are married live longer. The statistics are there. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, go on. Exactly. Oh, it's so so interesting. Um, now, one one thing I also kind of find is that um, you know some guys are marriage minded, but sometimes I I think it, it's really important to kind of set criteria for yourself to be like, hey, I want to achieve X before I get married, or okay, I want to be in this kind of financial position, or you know, I want to. Um, accomplish this, but I, I think I think sometimes guys can kind of set the bar a little too high as far as what they want to achieve before they get married. So my, my question to you, um, Daniel, is what kind of what criteria did you set for yourself before you're like, okay, I'll be ready to get married when I reach this point, right? Be it you know maybe financial, emotional, spiritual. Yeah. Maturity, so, so 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 um, I you know ideally you'd want to have your financial, physical, you know emotional, spiritual, all that settled before marriage, right? Um, but the reality is those things you're going to constantly be working on for the rest of your life, right? Oh. Um, and when I, when I met my wife, I was, um, I was in an apartment. I had my job already, uh, you know, at the college. So, I, you know, I was, I was pretty much set already. Now, I didn't have my, I wanted to ideally have my own home before I got married. And maybe a little bit, I would, I would have liked to have some more, you know, in savings, you know what I mean? And I think, I think a lot of guys get too caught up in that where they're like, oh, I got to have my finances straight. I got to have uh, X, Y, Z straight before I get married. And I do think you need, you need a, you need a certain level, but that's not going to be the, the most important criteria. I would say the most important criteria that you want to have before you get married is you need to be, um, I think you mentioned it um, in that last question, you guys were talking about the, uh, the maturity. You have to be emotionally mature. You have to kind of know yourself a little bit. And I would also say you want to be, um, to advice to some guys out there is that you want to be at least self-sufficient, right? And by self-sufficient, I mean that you can go out and live out in an apartment by yourself. You can take care of the bills by yourself and you're okay with that. If you can, if you can do that, then you are, you know, you are ready um, to get married and your wife, if you choose the right wife, you guys can build together, right? She'll help you. You guys are going to be working together. I mean, if me and my wife just stayed, for example, we just stayed in our apartment and she was in there, she would have been contributing to the rent. So I would have cheap, you know, I would have cheaper rent. We'd have more resources. Yeah. You know, sometimes guys don't take that aspect um, into account when they're thinking about that, especially if your wife does work, that that may be something that, you know, might help out, right? I mean, I don't know what you guys think. Let me know. Let me know what you guys think. No, I mean it, it. It it definitely does, and and I'm I kind of struggled with that for quite a bit of time, you know, in my personal life because I, I guess the way I grew up, <clears throat> you kind of had to be quote unquote ready, yes. right? And I've de- and I've had a lot of debates with my lady friends who are obviously close mm-hmm. to my age and yeah. and they're in their mid thirties, late they're like we cannot wait for you guys forever. Yeah. Right. And and I, I really get that. You know, I sympathize with them with that because, you know, if you were, if you're a certain kind of guy, 
you know, the world is not the same thing it was for our parents, right? Now, talking about parents, I mean, you're 21, you don't have to go to college, you got a job, bang, 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 you know? Yeah. But in a lot of cases, the modern man, I mean, just look at the current world of living, right? If you have a certain age, 08, there was a financial crisis. 2020, another death blow, right? So for a lot of guys and women, but speaking for guys in terms of if they come in at this from the perspective yeah. of, provider, you know, leader and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You have student loans out of the yin yang. You have, you know, you don't have as much saved up as you would like to. Yeah. You're just behind, really. A lot, mm -hmm. I mean, these numbers show a lot of people are holding off getting married because of economic pressures. And that's a real yes. fact. It's not as discussed, yes. but that's just real talk. Yeah. So, but women are like, look, I have a clock. I want to have kids. And so for us guys, and I had to deal with that too in my own personal life and say, hold on a second. You're not going to have everything, the house, everything, stacks of cash, all of that mm -hmm. before you get in. That was nice for your parents' time back in the 70s or 80s. But right now it's a bit different. And the question now becomes, how do you meet the kind of woman that is going to understand that? Mm -hmm. right because some people have very different takes i'm not going to mess with you if you're not coming quote correct i mean now you're talking about broken purses and all that shit i mean it's like damn <laughs> real you yeah. know but the value system has changed hence the term modern marriage it's a different perspective now than it was even 10 years ago to be honest with you oh yeah for sure yeah i i agree i think i think there has to kind of be a meeting in the in the middle um i mean for sure but I, but I also think that, um, you know, I think, I think like Daniel said, it's important to kind of have that foundation to be able to, okay, can you take care of yourself? Can you take care of your bills? You know, just can you function on your own by yourself, right? Um, as, a, as a basis, as a starting point, right? But, but I think, you know, kind of at that point, then the question becomes, you know, what is this woman or this wife going to add to that and how, right? Mm -hmm. Because every, every woman is different as far as, okay, you know, um, does she work? How much does she work? How much does she want to work? You know, when you factor, you know, any potential future kids into the equation, do, do, do either of you have like a, a side business, a side hustle, something that's like maybe more flexible to where, you know, somebody can uh, maybe be more at home potentially with the kids or just have that flexibility to be able to kind of accommodate each other, right? And it, it just becomes a very kind of individualized equation of you know how can you both help each other be better and perform better right you know how can she help you get that raise or how can you help her you know monetize her cooking skills or her you know mm -hmm. her, her youtube makeup thing that she's been you know planning for years but never you know had the um you know the tools to, to implement right so it just becomes like a um you know i always use the the corporate merger uh, metaphor for marriage, because I, I think it's a good one, right? Like if you imagine two companies kind of merging together, you know, you're, you're thinking, how can you create synergy? How can you kind of, um, you know, be, be more than the sum of the parts, right? So I, I think that kind of becomes the, the question and it is very individualized, but I think that's a very important thing to consider, you know, as you enter um, a relationship, you know, lead, lead into marriage. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So did um did you have anything to to say to that, uh, Daniel? Or no? I mean, I think I think um 
you know, I think that's a tough one that most most people struggle with. I think I think guys struggle with it the most because they want to be able to be the, you know, they want to be everything for the woman. They want to be the provider. They want to have everything, you know, set in place. But the issue is sometimes that might not happen until you're like 50, 40, 50, you know, years old because of what's going on nowadays. That's so, right. you know, I think that some, you know, some guys have to kind of understand that, hey, the, you know, if you have a great woman in front of you right now, why don't you just start, you know, start your life now? And I know that, uh, you know, if, if you if if you find that person, like I said, things will be easier for you and, you, and you'll have at least that piece um, set up already. And then if you're thinking about having kids, I know some guys are always like, oh, I can have kids later on. You can have kids later on, but do you want to be like 60, 70 years old, you know, chasing kids? I mean, what like what type of father do you want to be? So that's another thing that you want to think about as a guy, like what type of you know, how active you want to be as a father? Like, you know what I mean? What do you, what, you know, what do you want to do? So that's just, just you know, some things that you want to think about, I mean, you know, just to give you some perspective. I mean, most guys don't even do that, right? I mean, the talk we're having, most guys don't do that. A lot of guys just get married and this stuff. I mean, we've only gone, gone through two questions. They don't talk about any of this. No. And that's what's going to lead to the issues down the line with marriage, which we'll, I, th- I think we'll talk about that. Yeah, I, I think just to add to that too, I think one of the things that, you know, Bull and I love doing this, having this kind of conversations because I don't think we have enough of these with our, amongst our peers, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, asking real questions because, you know, look, I, I don't hear enough of the conversation with my guy friends of if one were to look at marriage almost as like an upgrade in terms of your, your career, your business, it's not looked upon that way. It's like, mm-hmm. it's almost like, ball and chain you hear those that term that's not inspirational right no it's really not you know and and in in it's 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 an unfair way to describe something that could be quite helpful yes and i think you know um one of the things again i would like you to unpack down the road is like you know when a guy meets that right person you know how do you know Mm -hmm. Right, because that's a major move right there. And I'm reading books about this just to kind of have a very more um, succinct and thoughtful approach rather than just sort of, oh my gosh, it's hot. You know, <laughs> you know, saying that's not going to be good enough. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, so one, one of the things um, Lo and I have noticed and, um, you know, we discussed this on another episode is there's not, there's not really like a, a coming of age process for a boy to become a man anymore. Like there's no, um, you know, ritual or, or ceremony or, or just, you know, a marker that kind of marks that, that transition. So, um, you know, I, I think a lot of times that boyhood phase can kind of last probably probably too long so can you just describe for us <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i've, I've you know i've heard it called the, um like uh, the peter pan phase or like the um we have a lot of kid alts right i think you've heard the terms things like that um i think i think as a guy um that coming of age process is is tough right because in today's society like for let me just tell you about my situation you know i grew up you know in a household with both parents and, but my father was very, very hands-on. Like he was hands-on, like he did a lot. Um, 
And when I got to the age of about, let's say, 17, 18, time to go to college, I was so used to my father doing so much for me. I remember going to registration. And this, this is a, I mean, I'm sad, like, I'm sad I'm going to admit this. But I remember I went to the registration and they're like, what's your social security number? I was like, I don't know my social security number. And they were like, like, it was a, it was a, like a young lady. She was probably like 18, 20 years old. Yeah. And she's like, well, you don't know your shit. Like she gave me a look like I'm supposed to know it. And yeah. I'm like, like, and I'm like, because I'm not used to doing that type of stuff. So there was, there was a learning process that guys, and that was just one example. I would say probably the, you know, um, that started the learning process, but then it was like, once I moved out of my parents' house, which again, most guys don't do, I realized like, man, I have to call the, um, you know, Comcast, Verizon, I have to call the electric company, I have to pay bills, I have to, you know, uh, shop for myself, cook for myself, uh, learn how to balance a budget, all these things. And once I did that, and also you're not under your parents' rule also, right? That's going to, I think that's what's going to, you know, take you from a boy to a man, but many men, and, and I'm not knocking them, I understand why they have to, is they live at home with their parents because of the economic uh, situation in today's, you know, society where people take out loans and people, some people need to stay home, right? It's not, it's not easy um, to move out. Um, but I think that by not doing that or by not doing certain things, I think it does stunt your growth. It, it really, it really does. I mean, I know it's probably going to rub some guys the wrong way, but until you move out, you're not really going to get to that next level because you still are going to answer to your parents. Really, you come in late, they're going to be like, "Hey, well, why are you coming in late? You're taking my food. Uh, you're using up the electricity." And they have every right to say that because it is their house. They are paying those things. You know what I mean? I mean, I know some kids contribute and all that, but at the end of the day, they're the ones who, like, it's the majority. It's their home. So that anyway, that was my, you know, coming to age moment. And there's still things that I learned, you know, I'm, I'm still learning about, you know, coming to age. So it's it's an ongoing process. Uh, but, you know, some guys just need to take that leap um, from boyhood to manhood. And I'm telling you, women notice that also. Like a lot of women, some of the guys who live at home, they, and I don't want to say that they, they look down on them, but part of them do look down on the guy because they are at home. They're like, I don't know about this guy. He's still at home with his parents. Like, I like him, but I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if I can. I don't like he hasn't proven to me that he can live out in his own. You know what I mean? Um, I know that, like I said, I know that sounds bad, but that's that's just the reality of it. Right. I mean, would you trust somebody with your money if they were, you know, living in a in a dump? Right. It's the same thing. Like people people are very perceptual. So if they don't see you do it they're not going to know that you can do it. Right. I mean, I just want to hear what you guys, I know that kind of went on there, but go ahead. Yeah. um, I think, I I think that is really, there's there's definitely a lot of, a lot of truth to that. Um, Because I think, I think one of the the big um, kind of steps or or jumps in maturity for me, and I, I think, I think this probably goes for a lot of people is when, when you're able to, just kind of in your relationship with your parents, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of seeing, um, you know, seeing their imperfections, seeing how, you know, they're just kind of people to, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're your parents, but once you get to a certain point or a certain level, you're like, oh, okay. You know, you kind of see things a little bit more from their perspective, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And yes. and I, th- I think moving moving out or being on your own, it kind of gives you um, just more, more authority and more autonomy mm-hmm. so that, um, you know, it's not just, 
oh well my dad said this or my mom said that or you know like like there there are real consequences to your actions and and, and there's nobody there to um you know I, I guess not not to like catch you but just um you, you have to face the consequences of your own decisions pretty much is yeah. is is the biggest biggest thing I think because um, you know, I mean, if you're home, okay, you don't take the trash out. Okay. Probably somebody takes it out. You know, you don't, you don't do that. You know, somebody probably does it, but you know, if you're by yourself, you, know, you don't take the trash out, that shit's going to stink, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. So I think that's a, that's a big thing there. And then also being able to, being able to tell your parents, no, this, this might kind of, this might kind of sound bad, but I've been thinking about it lately. And when, when you can kind of maybe I guess stand on your own two feet and, and not, not necessarily just like defy your parents, but just have your own thought process and just um, not, um, or I guess just kind of have your own independent thought process from, from your parents, or I guess, as opposed to just always deferring to, you know, what they think or how they do things. Then I think that can also be like a big, um, you know, a, a big kind of jump to. Man, but yeah, I agree with you. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. I had a quick question for you. This might be, a little off um, from the initial question we had, like, mm-hmm. and I know with Bolu, we've discussed this quite a bit. He was already, from what I understand, kind of mentally ready for marriage before he went after. Yes. Right. Were you like him or were you like some guys who, when they got in there, they were kind of like, oh shit, I can't lose this. So they kind of manned up and, you know, like, did you go in, with that mindset or were you kind of just being a guy you met this great girl and you were like oh wow I got when I was I think I was always mentally I would say open to meeting the right person and then when it happened I was like okay this is is the person okay Um, it's it's funny you mentioned that because when I me and my wife always talk she's like you know when a guy's ready he can just almost find anyone you know I mean she says that jokingly (laughs) She no, says that jokingly. It. I've heard it too. I've heard she it. Says, I mean, you've heard, but the, but there's there is some there is some truth to that because when a guy, when a guy does want something, he has that internal drive to like to go after it. You know what I mean? And he and he will do it. You know what I mean? So um, you know, there's some truth to that. But again, we can maybe we can talk about that later. But yeah, you know, there's still there's still some truth in that. Yeah, I got you. I got yeah. You. That, that makes sense. I think I think a lot of times it's it's a little bit of both. Um, I I don't I guess I don't I don't know if it can always work that way of really just being in like a just like a totally casual mindset and then you know meeting that right chick and then you know being able to to pretty much you know slam on the brakes you know kind of turn around and do like a bit of a one eighty right. I mean I, yeah. I, I, I think it's possible. It's feasible, but the likelihood that you can do it, I guess, like successfully and she can kind of, you know, stick around and, and stay with you through that might, might be a little bit on the lower end, but right. But I, I, that wasn't necessarily my experience. So I can't necessarily like speak on how often that happens. So how, what criteria did you use to choose your wife? So how, how did you know she was the one? Like, how how did you? Okay. So, so, so funny enough is, um, I was dating for a while and I picked up this book. I don't know. I don't even remember the name of the book. It was something, it was something masculine, like a masculine book. Right. And in the book, the guy recommended, he said, look, if you want, like, you have to know what you're looking for. Right. That's what he said in the book. And he's like, so what you want to do is almost make a, um, 
make a list of qualities, almost like a job description, right? Of what you want for a wife. And I saw, I took, I took out a whiteboard and I started writing stuff down. Wow, this sounds familiar to some in, in, in my In my room, in my apartment, this is my apartment. Um, and so I wrote down some stuff. I wrote wife. I have the list. I, I, I looked up the list because he sent me the question before, but I looked at it was like, wife, mother first, Christian, um, caring, helpmate. Um, I wrote, quote unquote, doesn't stress me out. Although you're going to get some, you're going to get, you're going to get, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get some of that, you know, any, you're going to get some of that from, I mean, we, we all do it, right? We're going to do it to our guys. And, we're gonna do it to um, and I wrote, um, I wrote from like a good, I, this sound, this sound, this one's going to sound bad, but you know, it's, not, it's, I wrote good stock. And what I meant by that is I meant from like, you come from like good parents, like a good loving family. Yeah. That's what I meant from that. And then the last thing that I wrote on there was something that I read from a different book that said physical, emotional, and logical attraction, right? Mm. If you can find those. Hold on. Say that one more time. Physical, emotional, logical. Physical, attraction. emotional, and logical. So the physical is obviously you get turned on by the person, right? Bang. Right? The guys are really big on that, right? Yeah. Need, need it. You need it. Right. Logical is it makes sense. Maybe you guys are from the same community. You guys have the same values. It makes sense on paper. Right? She has a good job. Maybe you guys interact with. Right. And then emotionally, you guys have a good emotional, you know, attraction where you care about the person and you're willing to do things from them. I mean, people can have logical and physical without that emotional part. Right. Mm. And the problem is, is if you don't have any of those or you're missing one, I think you're going to be you're going to be searching for that potentially outside of your marriage. Mm. So um, that's just some, you know, something that I, I don't know. I always remember that. I still remember that to this day. And I only heard it one time from it was in this book um, and I didn't even read it. It was a friend, a friend of mine bought the book <laughs> and he was trying. He was having some dating issues and he read that to me and I listened to it. I was like, man, he's right about that. That's man. That's like so um, profound. And in the book, it said that it said that some people, like you can have two of those and the relationship will still work out okay. But if you have all three, it'll really, really work out. Um, and so my, you know, my wife actually even saw, I, she is funny enough, she even saw the list in my apartment eventually. So I didn't, it's well, not like I was trying to hide the list. That's, yeah. that's funny. Um, and uh, anyway, we just, like I said, we went out and, and I noticed that we had those those three those three attractions, right? Yeah. Um, and so it worked out. And there was something that you guys said. I'm gonna let you guys talk in a second. But there's something you said in your um, podcast. I think it was the the Millennial Dating Podcast. And you guys were talking about uh, maximizers and satisfiers. Oh, yes. yes, sir. That was and, a good one. Yes, yeah. And you and the, the thing about the thing about I know this is gonna sound this is gonna sound I don't know if it'll sound controversial, but I think I think it is true. Is that um, most most men and women, by and large, are similar to a certain extent, right? And so, if you understand, if you understand, you know, uh, men and women, like for guys, guys have to understand women, and women have to understand guys. By and large, we're the same to a certain degree. So I'm actually on the I'm on the side of like the the satisfied. Like if you find someone who you like and all that, I mean, if you if you understand uh you know feel like women and if like they understand you i mean you guys can make it work it's not like you have to get like the maximizer like oh i want the 
you know, the model or the person who's like comes from, you I mean, you can, you can, you can make it work. But the problem is, is I think um, is that most people have no clue what's, they have no clue about the male and female dynamic. Yeah. I'm not talking, I'm not even talking about gender roles. I'm just talking, most people do not have a clue, you know, how about men and women, no clue whatsoever. And I didn't have a clue either. That's why I'm telling you that I, you know, most, if most people had a clue, we'd be, I mean, people would be getting married left and right. It would, it yeah. would be, we wouldn't even have this podcast. This podcast know, wouldn't exist. Absolutely. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? I mean, you guys talk, let me know. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think there is definitely a, a knowledge a knowledge gap um, as far as really knowing the opposite gender and how um, you know how men relate to women how women relate to men and um, you know I, I guess it's pretty funny that you mentioned your your list that you made <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I made I made a similar list um, before mm-hmm. I met my wife maybe like a year before okay um, and. You know, I, I made the list and I think I, I just kind of internalized it. And, um, you know, I, I think it was really in the back of my mind kind of as I went forward because, um, you know, my wife, she didn't see the list until I think I already proposed or, you know, something like that. <laughs> anyway, so then she, she actually looked at the list or maybe I, I showed it to her and she was like, oh, wow. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. this, 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 li- this list sounds like me, actually. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and then maybe there's one thing that she was kind of still working on a little bit and, you know, maybe she got motivated <laughs> by, mm-hmm. by seeing that, but, um, yeah, no, it, it's really, um, you know, I think it shows the intentionality that you kind of need in that, you know, how, how can you recognize what's in front of you if you don't know what you're looking for, like yeah. specifically, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and another thing that I want to mention is I think that, um, when we're looking for someone like, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that your um, wife didn't have everything on the list, at least initially, or maybe she's still even working. Like my wife is still working on these things on the list, but she had enough of the list where I knew like, okay, this is, this is, you know, she's, she's, you know, this is, she's on board. Like I said, I don't want to take it back to like the job description, but if you went out for a job interview, they're like, okay, this person, I can see them working here, right? I see that they have you know, the qualities to work here. I mean, and we have, we, it's the same thing, vice versa for women. Women, women are going to look at us and have um, a, a, probably a different list. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it works, it does work both ways. You know what I mean? But no, but nobody's going to have a perfect list. Nobody's yeah, a, for sure. I, mean, I think, I think I'm, I'm going to let Lo, Lo talk here in a second, but I, I, th- I think where a lot of people get caught up in their list is they end up just putting a lot of, um, you know, physical things that end up being kind of, kind of shallow, right? Like, Oh, they got to look like this, this mm-hmm. kind of butt, yeah. that kind of boobs, this much money, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, I, I think maybe it's just because those are sometimes the easiest to like see or the easiest to think about, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I, you know, listening to your list, I didn't really hear anything super physical other than the physical attraction, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. similar to my list, I didn't put anything physical except that we had to be attracted to each other, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's where a lot of people get kind of get, get caught up in their, in their lists. No, I think I think I you know, I've I've heard you know even from other writers too about the idea of the list, right? Because I think what the list does is that it eliminates a lot of sort of emotional, um, kind of that fickle, oh hot cold, all of that. It sort of puts it in concrete terms, you know, and it's a very masculine thing. It's very simple, A B C D. 
You know what I mean? And these are my priorities. Not to say that you're like, you know, um, dogmatic about it, but you need some guardrails, right? You need something to help you um, kind of navigate this very complex event in our lives because, you know, to my mind, I think it's the most important choice you're going to make in your life. I really do. I think, you know, tomorrow you can go to school and do four years and become an accountant, like for real, right? And education is a big part of our lives. But my point is that, you know, who you get married to has a lot to, you know, has you know, a lot to do in terms of how you live your life, happiness, children, all of that stuff. So it's an important thing. And it's something that I think the list you both of you guys mentioned to kind of help clear your head. So you're not just, you know, stuck in this crazy matrix out here. You know, so mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea, and I think it's something that guys should do. Um, so actually, I was just taking a look at this book. I don't know if you guys have read that book. Hmm. You do have it. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually going through it this time. It's a good nice. Book, yeah. Looks like a good book. Yeah, for those that can't see it, uh, of our audience, it's 101 questions to ask before you get engaged. Yeah, I think I think it's a I think it's a really interesting book. Um, you know, just going through, and I think my cousin gave me something similar to that. And they're not sexy questions, right? And they're kind of questions like, you know, if your parents are elderly, can they move in with us? You know, you're not thinking about that when you're looking at a booty, right? You're just thinking, man, she's fine, right? But yeah. it's like, no. Where's your head at? So it's almost like the way I, I have this joke I had with B, and I said, you know, you know, the way it is out here when we're dating as guys is like we're preparing for a marathon by swimming laps every day, right? Yeah, you're working out, but it ain't the same thing, right? You know, how can we, you know, approach this with more sagacity, more structure, more precision, more seriousness, because the complaint for a lot of women out there is y'all in serious. Mm-hmm. You're not coming correct. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not, I think the word they use is intentional. I get it. I do. And I can't just sit in the camp of, well, I'm a guy. I'm like, I got female friends. I got sisters. I get it. You know, we're not, we're different from our fathers, right? The, the modern man has kind of softened up, you know, and it's unfortunately, it's, it's uh, it's, 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 you know, a, a 20, 30 year old, 30 years ago is not the same today. It's just not, you know what I mean? And, and that's unfortunate because I think, you know, we deserve to be our best selves. And uh, I think women deserve, you know, the best quality men out there. For sure. For sure. So Daniel, what, what do you think is, is one is, are, you know, are some ma- major areas that guys kind of screw up in when it comes to marriage, um, either in terms of their approach or, you know, maybe, you know, in the marriage when, when they do get married, but what are like some just really common, you know, mistakes or kind of errors you see? Um, so, so there's, there's three things. I mean, even, even myself, I'm continually working on these three things, but one, the first one's communication, right? Mm. Men have a, men and women have a communication issue for sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's, it may, that may always, that may always happen, but you have to improve that communication with your wife or your, or, you know, the person that you're dating, right? Um, and so that's the first thing, communication for sure. Um, I, a quick tip on the communication is just be very um, clear in what you want. I think sometimes we're, we're used to talking 
like sometimes I'm used to talking like some, I think we've been talking a little bit of slang or we're just talking. Sometimes I talk like that, my wife, and she doesn't, she's like, she's like, you know, what are you trying to say? Like, she doesn't understand. Like I'm, I'm saying stuff where you guys would be like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. But when I say the same things to her, she's like, okay, what do you, like, what are you saying? Are you like, are you, she, she miss she misinterprets what, what I'm saying sometimes. And so she'll get upset. I'm like, I didn't, that's not what I meant. He's like, well, that's what I heard. It's like, so I have to be more intentional with the way that I speak um, to her. And it could be even something similar. I mean, for example, the other day, like, um, I think we were talking about groceries. Like, I mean, this is an example. This didn't really happen, but it's like, oh, can you go get some milk at the store, right? I'm thinking she knows what I'm talking about already, right? We get, we have the same milk in the fridge all the time. She may come, she may, she'll probably say, hey, what milk do you want? And I'm like, like, I, I, I'm thinking she should already know. I want the same milk that we always have in the house. So that's just, I mean, that's just a quick example. Again, this is going to span a lot of different areas in your relationship. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I see a major area, and this is probably the most, I mean, this one and the next one is the most important is guys need to have their own identity and purpose um, before getting married. They need to have that. They need to have their own, what they want to do with their life, right? Whether they like, they, they have this job pursuit, they have this goal pursuit, they have these hobbies, they need to keep those um, intact, right? Um, and you guys know this, like most uh, people probably don't know this, but most guys commit suicide. I think it's at like three or four times as much as women. And a lot of the guys that do that, the more that I'm looking at the research is when they get like divorced or they lose their job because they don't have a sense of identity or purpose. And some guys make, like their wives and like they, you know, I think, you know, they're, they're like, they make that the, their sole identity and purpose. That's a, that's a good, it is a good like byproduct, but that shouldn't be the only thing that you focus on, right? You need to have other things, you know, outside of that also. So your own identity and purpose without your wife and kids, they're part of it, but they're, they shouldn't be the sole thing. Um, and then the third thing, that I wanted to mention is that um, you have to always, um, you have to always keep developing yourself and growing, right? Yeah. Some guys, um, I think we were talking off air about, you were talking about marriage and a lot of, I mean, marriages and divorces and things like that. And in my observation, most of those guys, um, at least the ones that failed, they probably stopped growing and developing themselves or the wife, had some picture in her mind like you you were so ambitious when we were dating you said you were going to do x y and z and then you know she looks 10 years down the line and the guy's like sitting on the couch watching football and he hasn't gone after any of those things that he said he was going to go to again i'm not saying it's right that she divorces him i'm not i'm not saying that but i'm just saying if you look from her perspective she's going to look and it's like no you're not the same you're not the same guy that i married right if that guy was doing those things, the, the, the woman's not going to lose because she's going to be like, this guy's a great catch. Look, he's at top on top of his company. He's doing X, Y, Z. You know, she knows like if, if she divorced him, he's going to get picked up right away. <laughs> Women generally aren't going to leave guys who they know are going to are like they're they're like valuable. They're not going to leave guys like, that. you know what I mean? It's anyway, a- those those are my three things. So communication, not having your own identity and then also um, men stop growing and stop, you know, trying to level up their stop. They stop that. 
you know? Yeah. No, I think you really nailed it on the head with some of those points there because, I mean, and again, I don't know where this comes from because I'm always curious. How did we get here? Like, what? who told us this, right? Is this notion that it's like, when we when one gets married or he achieves a certain uh, you know place to get to, it's like oh, I'm done, right? It's like, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, part of what made her attracted to you might not have been the things you initially thought, right? And that's interesting because mm-hmm. I've heard women say, "Oh, you know, I really, you know, initially when I met him, I didn't like him." I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that's not the way dudes work. Do see a chick, on or off. If it's off, yes. stays off. Yes. Right. But women can meet a guy. Oh, I didn't think he was cute. Oh, I thought he was this. But then they see him working. They see him do things. And over time, mm-hmm. he gets more attractive. And it's like, damn. But the dude has no clue that that's what got him the job. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. So in the end, it's one of these things where we back to the issue of masculinity, right? We don't know as guys, it's not front and center in our, you know, just sort of a psychological framework. This is what got you this thin, right? This is what made her like you. I think there was an interview with Tom Brady and the interviewer expected a certain answer. She was like, you know, most important thing in your life, he said football. Well, mm-hmm. she's by Gazelle. So yeah, she's there, but it's football. And it sounded kind of odd, but he was like, listen, this is my passion. I love mm-hmm. my wife. I love my kids. I'll die for them. But this is, in other words, this is a thing. There's an internal thing a man needs to have that, that should drive you, like an inner obsession, almost a private thing. It's your mm-hmm. own, you want to call it driver, demon, whatever, that you're mm-hmm. trying to pursue. And, you know, that's, and your woman should respect that. You know, she, she, she looks at us, she's like, oh, well, he's just doing his thing. And it's, guess what? It's for the family. Exactly. It's yeah. not selfish, but in a way it is selfish because it's self, you're trying to become something more mm-hmm. physically. It could be, I mean, there was a guy I grew up with in my neighborhood and 20 years later, when I drive by my parents, I see this guy walking and jogging in the snow. Every freaking time he's been there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the heck is this about? But that's his thing. Mm-hmm. It's fitness. Snow, rain, whatever. We're in the snowstorm. He's out there jogging, right? And his wife doesn't have to understand it. His kids don't. All it is is I come up from work. I'm, I'm going to do my thing. Mm-hmm. Right? If it's riding, if it's you know, bulletless weights, whatever it is, what drives you? Is it your writing? Is it your passion? Whatever it is, men should not lose that. And when you lose that, um, you get into trouble. And I've seen it happen many times. Oh, yes. for sure. No, I love you brought up the Tom Brady example um, because that's that's a true, um, you know, alpha male kind of per- perspective there. Um, fu- funny enough, uh, Russell Wilson recently said the opposite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. which which is yeah. neither here nor there. You know, Tom Brady's probably probably the goat, um, you know, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson kind of, you know, maybe falling off recently, but, um, you know, could, could be related, might, might not be. <laughs> so just, just, just thought I'd add that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. No, but it, it's, it, that's just, you know, again, um, you know, and a lot of guys, they meet a girl, they just lose everything. 
talk about their friends, their sports, their passions. Mm-hmm. And for women, it's kind of like this guy's all about me, man. Like, you know, yeah. it's you, it's you doing your thing, you know, not sweating her, calling her every five minutes. That makes her like you even more. Find your passion, right? Mm-hmm. Find your passion. Find what keeps you going. And 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 whoever you're with, they need to know that's your thing, right? I was talking to one of my one of our mentors, you know, and I have a friend of mine who. You know, he smokes a cigar every night. Now, you and I go, oh, that's how could you do that? That's his thing. And his wife understands, you know what? When I met him, he did that. That's why he used to relax. She doesn't chastise him about, you know, why do you do this? Why do you do that? He's consistent. I think one of the things we guys do is you kind of pump fake in the beginning and perpetrate that you're a certain way. In reality, you're not. Again, you know, the so-called Mr. Nice Guy Syndrome where you, you just to try to get her, you act one way. And then when you get her over time, you can't keep up that act. Who you are is who you are. You know, mm-hmm. if you an asshole low key and you're forming to be a nice guy, your wife comes in and going to help her take out the, pick up, pick the, the, the groceries. But when you first dated her, you were faking like you were that kind of guy, right? I think one of the things guys need to do is just to be candid upfront, be honest and, your passion, keep your passions and don't don't just end it because, you know, I, I think she might not like this about me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you for sure. I think that's, that's, that is probably the, that is probably the main cause of, in my opinion, I probably think of divorces as the guy was acting a certain way before he got married. He couldn't keep up the act. And then the wife found out who he was exposed she didn't like it she's like oh this is the person that i'm you know i married this isn't what you this is what i thought you were right and so that so that you know there's a couple of different variables but i think that's number one and then also i think the guy's you know losing his purpose his drive stop growing i mean all those things really could be you know intertwined in a way right they're they all they all connect in a certain degree so but you know the guy isn't congruent right he's not congruent with who he was trying to uh portray that's like I mean, it's like the kiss of death. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, because the kiss, kiss of death. Because what it is is, I don't know you, right? And I'm on this using this nautical example. Bolo always brings up. I'm on this boat with you, in the middle of the ocean, with all the turbulences, all the craziness, and I'm supposed to trust you. Oh, using religious terms, Christian terms, submit to you. And you don't even know yourself, or at least you're pretending you're something you're not. It's, it's to me, it's betrayal, right? And we guys do this stuff without thinking about it. You know what I mean? And um, you know, not to go off on a tangent, you know, in terms of that, you know, that's what we read about. It's just about being real and fidelity to your own value system, almost a relentless belief and this is how I look at the world. You don't have to agree with me. As a matter of fact, I respect you don't agree with me, but this is just who I am. And you don't have to like it, but you're going to respect it. You know? Sure. Yeah. For sure. So, so Dan, for, so for those of the men who are out there and, you know, maybe they would get married, but they just feel like there's no point or there's not enough advantages or it's too risky. Like what, what would you, what would you tell them? 
Well, I, I, so I was, so I'm formulating this. I was thinking, would you, I mean, would those guys say they shouldn't start a bit business because it's too risky, right? I mean, there, there is risk involved in anything, right? Should I tell you not to drive because it's risky, right? Yeah. Um, you know, be, obviously I'm being sarcastic with it, but I think a lot of guys um, today are very, very nihilistic, right? They're, um, again, going back to what I said before, the mindset, they're negative. Um, I've heard the term doomers, right, thrown around, right? They're doomers. They think like, oh, I can't get married. It's going to end up in a divorce. And I, like I said, don't, don't get me wrong. I understand what some, some guys go through, right? The divorce court, um, alimony, child supports, um, custody of their kids. I Especially out here in the West, scary as hell. Yeah, in the West, it's, it's scary. So let me not put light on it. But what I'm trying to say is, yes, it's, it's risky, but I think that's why it's vital you listen to stuff and hear, um, hear married guys give their perspective on how they keep the marriage together, right? For sure, for um, and, sure. And what keeps that marriage um, going? You know yeah. what I mean. Um, in terms of um, some advice, that, some advice that I would tell them is like, if you're really, really worried about that, which, in all honesty, I mean, you guys may agree or disagree. Most guys aren't out there that are thinking this way, aren't making like bank, right? They're not millionaires. I mean, you, I, I hear guys who are working at like, you know, McDonald's and Walmart talking like this, right? Like, oh, I'm not gonna get married. I don't want to get you know divorced, and because she's gonna take all my what money do you have? You know what I mean? Like, like, sure. um, so it's like, what what is that really? Like, even in my sister, my wife makes more than me. You know what I mean? These women, some of them, most of them, it depends on what community you're in. They're gonna make as much, or if not more, than you, right? Unless you're really out there grinding, making money. And like I said, it's gonna take you a while to do that. Um, but let's just say, for example, that you were you know, one of these, you know, quote unquote, high value guys and you're earning, you got a million dollars, you're earning high six figures, right? And you're worried about that. I mean, my advice to the guy would be, look, you know, if you want, if you're really that scared, you can get a prenup, right? You can get married without the government, right? And I think, I think, I think nowadays, most people would actually be okay with that. They say, you know what? I'm with you. We know we're together. Let's get married. And if the person isn't, then they're probably, they probably are just after you, honestly, for, for the yeah. money, probably, right? No, it's, 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 a, it's a really good point because, you know, I, well, listen to uh, one of the, uh, I think Kevin Samuel videos the other day, um, and he said that it's interesting that people with, with, with annual income of over 250 plus, numbers are a lot less. I think it's like a 20% divorce rate yeah, compared to like crazy, a 50. Right? Mm -hmm. You're thinking, you know, and and a lot of people who make real bank, it's for them. It's almost like, duh, you got to get him quick to protect yourself. Like it's almost like it, it, the risk to not is more dangerous than two. That's the way I look at it, right? Because what's worse, right? You in your forties making all this money, mm -hmm. and listen. We're guys, we're human. You go knock up three different chicks and you're paying child support. It's just not a way to, it's not a way to consolidate wealth, right? It's, it's actually kind of insane when you really think about it. Isn't it better to maybe come up the ranks with somebody? You know, I think about this all the yeah, time, you know? For sure. I, I would have probably been better off had I met someone in my late 20s. 
early 30s. I really think about it because it's a lot easier. Now people come into your life, you legitimately have to actually think in a way you wouldn't have done 15 years ago. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's, that, that's so true. So, you know, kind of as a, as a final question there, like what, what advice would you give your single friends or, you know, or your, I mean, your son, like in a few years, you know, 10 years, 15 years, like what, what, what advice would you, would you give them? Um, what's funny is I, so I'm going to mention some of you guys, I think maybe it was the, maybe it was the female, I don't know how you have two women on that, um, on that on panel. That, Panel and she said, I mean, it was funny. She said, the game is the game, right? Oh, oh, oh the classic line. The classic, classic game. Oh, the classic way. line. And and they're the, like, it's actually one of my favorite lines, also, because the game is the game. Um, and I don't know if you guys ever seen the um, I don't know if any of you guys seen the the uh, the series on HBO, The Wire. Of you ever, said, ever see that? Yes. In the wire, there was a there was a really profound scene. They they use the game a lot in that yes. series, but there was a very profound scene where there was a guy who was a uh, he was an older drug dealer, right? And he came to the younger de- um, drug dealer. He's like, "Man, the game." Prop Joe. He, no, it was it wasn't Prop Joe. It was um it was one of the enforcers, right? He came up to he came up to I think Slim Charles, right? So yeah. he came to he turned to a younger one. He's like he's like, "Man, the game done changed, right?" Yeah. He said, "No, and you know what the guy? You know what the years? <laughs> yeah." He said, "The game's the same, but it's more fierce." Yeah. And guys have to realize, like. Really, the really the, the dating market is not that much. Di- it, it, it's different, but the mechanics same. are pretty much the same. Like we are still, we men are still going after women who look good, and women are still going after guys who are able to provide. Right? The, I mean, that stuff is not is not changed. You know, that that stuff is not changed um, that much. But what I would also tell what I would also tell my um, son or friends because I was in that same situation is you want to deal in reality and not in some type of fairy tale um, or, or, or a delusional world, right? And what I mean by that is it, um, a lot of guys wish things were a certain way and women do too, they wish things. I wish things were, so, I wish we lived in a perfect world where everybody got equal money and we all had perfect healthcare and all that. I, I, I really, I honestly do, right? But the reality of the situation is things are the way they are, right? Not saying that we can't change down the line, but at the end of the day, and, and this is something that I read in a book also, it said that results are all that matters. So the results are all that matters. And what I mean by that is that like what you're putting out there and what you're actually receiving, that's reality. That's really, that's really the results out there. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if, if you're, if you're out there complaining about women and like thinking that women should automatically, like there's a lot of guys who think women should automatically be like, they should have like a role a row of women or like a flock of women come after like if that were the reality it would already be happening right but you are not that's not reality right you have to work on yourself to become that person where women do want you right and women too they have to become that person where they're, they can they can get guys like most women and guys the ones that are complaining are probably not getting they're not getting any any play from the opposite sex right it's the ones who aren't or have a problem with the way that they are, they're not really, you know, getting anything. So that would be my advice to my single. Again, it's, it's, I mean, maybe it's harsh, but you know, things are, you know, I, I tend to try to be in reality too. Um, and not in a, not in a delusional state. You know what I mean? I, I can't expect to get someone if I'm not putting in the work uh, myself. I know, I know you guys have probably seen that uh, video floating around. My, my wife she sent it to me. It was like, the woman was like, you know, some of you women want, 
you know, a family man, but you don't have a good relationship with your family. Some of you guys want a guy who's in shape, but you're not in shape, you know, and, and just things like that. And it's like, you have to put out that type of energy. You have to be working on yourself. Um, um, so that would be my, my advice. I mean, I'm sure you guys could probably talk. Yeah, we probably could not. I think I think that's a great place to end it. You know, just, um, mm-hmm. you know, work on yourself and deal with reality. I think mm-hmm. that's that's a great, um, yeah. you know, yeah. so Dan, you, you want to tell, tell the people where they can find you on, uh, you know, maybe social media or anything you kind of um, have going on? Yeah, if you want to find me on social media, um, I have a I have like a fitness page, uh, Professor underscore Roman. Um, so if they want to find me there, or they like so they can contact you and I can get the message. Absolutely, uh, totally, totally on there. But yeah, I mean, it was like I said, great talk. I mean, yes. um, like a, a you know, a lot of I felt like we had a lot of good, uh, you know, points back yeah. and forth, especially like I said, um, I you know, I want to close with I think a lot of guys, you know, have that um negative outlook on marriage and on women, and I like I said, I'm here like. You know, we're all here. We we like the opposite sex, right? We we know we want each other and we need each other. I mean, even the people who complain, they're complaining because they want. That's who they want. You know, they want the opposite sex. You know, what I mean, they want men want women and women want men. So, you know, instead of complaining, we need to kind of better ourselves um, with that. And I don't want guys to have a negative. I don't want guys to start thinking positively. Like they they can get a woman, they can get married, they can have kids, they can have a good um, future. Um, and one thing that I, I I don't want I want to elaborate a little bit more that you talked about just just like real quick yeah, is maybe. you mentioned some women when they meet a guy they don't even know they're attracted to the guy but then he starts talking or she starts observing him and she's like wow this guy's like awesome and I think guys some guys have a negative outlook where they're like oh I have to be like have a six pack muscles all this in order to get a woman you just have to like I said do like you know just be productive be have a purpose and like i said women will notice that and, and you will get you will get women who are interested in you 